golden stallions, Brahma bulls and black cowboys rode proudly through the streets. And the people of Harlem stood amazed. For they were about to learn that black cowboys can bust Bronx, rope cattle, wrestle steers, and ride bulls as well as any man who ever lived. Maybe better. Hey, how's it going? Hope everyone's well today. Welcome to Rambulet, Gourmet Rambling. I'm your host, Quasi Joe Blow. I appreciate you guys joining me today. Um, this episode is the, a continuation, which is the second part of a three-part series in which I'll be highlighting you know, my personal experience dealing with racism, my personal views and experiences. Um, the first episode was discussing Suzanne Smith and my time in Union, South Carolina, where I was... Um, you know, exposed to a lot of like outright, just like forward racism. And then also, you know, I was going through all this when, uh, you know, I guess the world kind of took notice of what a woman had did, you know, and murdering her children and then blaming, blaming it on a black man. So it was, uh, I hope everyone found that episode pretty informing just, you know, about me and just some of the, you know, takes I had and, you know, what I took far as, you know, dealing in racism and and just from a very young age, with dealing with racism at a very young age. And um and I guess that's what leads us to part two of this episode, uh, you know, of the you know, of this series, which is called The Rodeo Show. And the reason I called it the Rodeo Show is because, you know, what you know, black people go through and, you know, and it's not trying to pull up the sympathy card and uh, and whatever you know. Oh, you know, I don't, I don't. I particularly, I've never really wanted that, but it isn't much of a rodeo show you have to go through here and the things you experience trying to be a person of color. Many will call it, you know, as many words for it: nigga, nigger, negro, uh, blackie, black person, African American. Whatever horse you want to assign to it, you know, there's a rodeo we got to ride on either one you want to give it. And um, I think it needs to be talked about. And I, you know, and I think, you know, if you go back until, because it's like I, I said in a, I think I've said it in a, all of my episodes thus far. A lot of things when you deal with the um, racism thing, it always was particularly far as black people. You have to go back to, um, you have to go back to, you know, slavery. And if you want to go, if you want to hear a little bit more of this show, uh, this story, and especially how the rodeo show started, you have to go back to the people who were looking to find and build this place called America. And, you know, getting into it and looking at how everything was before America came into, like, fruition... Many people were just looking at this land as something that they could, uh, they, I've read there were people looked at it almost like a woman to be, you know, taken on a date to be, you know, to be wifed up. And they looked at the land like that. And, um, but before even America was founded over in Britain, there was a rodeo show going with poor white people, the British, especially the ones, the well-to-do ones did not like the poor British. They figured them, they called them waste people. They figured them to be a waste of space and time. And so 
a lot of things that was done, you know, to, I guess, to prepare for this journey to America, it was done in using these waste people and getting them wrapped up and coming over here and building this, you know, this place and starting to build a, a ecosystem for money. And so the waste people, as they said, I mean, they had whipping posts for them over there. They had systems that, and, you know, as, you know, like indigent servants was a really serious thing. It was like a serious thing for Britons and and that um, very similar to the slave system, if not the exact same, that when people, excuse me, my phone has interrupted us. Let me silence that. Sorry about that. But there was a, a system, and uh, excuse me, I kind of lost my train of thought, but before the rodeo show took its way to America, there was already a rodeo show uh in britain and it was with the poor people they had came up with all systems that they could to try to deem these people that they were less that they needed to be indentured they needed to be out the way and they had to be considered down to getting it it seemed like into paperwork that these people even as their kids were born had to be born into a system of basically indentured servitude so coming over to america you know there were pretty interesting systems going on in, I think it was Virginia. And they had things where they were like, you know, especially as the tobacco system seemed to hit a boom right when they were first trying to, you know, develop America and, you know, and kind of give it some sense of like, like some sense of form. But one, I mean, even with the way they looked at their own women, particularly poor ones, they considered them like cattle to be, used is just to have babies and to be traded for tobacco so there was kind of a a sense of social rodeo show already going on to where people you know especially as it pertained to building america there seemed to be a bit of a um a wild ride to be endured to be in part be a part of this process in building or owning or taking any part of america you either had to be rich poor an indentured servant uh, you had to be something and in being something you had to uh, go for the ride and mostly the ones who had to go for the ride were poor uh, people now this is all before like Africans got over here and you know they really did they they from what I read and, and you know they took children uh, I don't know if they kidding I'm sure they probably kidnapped and took them did whatever they could to get they loved children who didn't have parents particularly boys because they all they looked at it as a generational thing. This boy could be the headway to generations of endangered servants. So they took it very serious. And, you know, they forced on, you know, hard amounts of work and hardship upon people because of, you know, them being deemed as waste people. Now, that's not about trying to point out. I mean, it really is just trying to point out the fact that I think there was a little bit of a rodeo show brewing before you went and got, you know, uh, the slaves, the African slaves, and started boating them here off of, uh, over the seas and, uh, throwing them off of the, uh, throwing them off of the boats. And, you know, I've, I've read, or, you know, in certain places, I might always, I've read so much about this stuff and over years, it's not always a solid place where I got it from, but 
that they were trying to take, they would take slaves and throw them off board just to get insurance money on slaves and all kinds of stuff, just to kill them, just to get the money. And, you know, it was a bit of a before, like, you know, we get to where we're at now. There was a social rodeo show going on to where humans were black, white, whatever. And, and you just I guess you just have to pick a point in time. They were just being treated as if nothing and uh and, and and opposed to that nothing a lot of brutality coming along with that a lot of um you know legal people being legally deemed that this is a you know this is a this is proper to be treated like this excuse me sorry um i think you know like i say the show is called this this episode is called the rodeo show and it's like for black people and it's it's a weird rodeo show because we either are the cowboy or we're the bull and it just depends on the situation but either one there's a there's a bunch of people out there in the stands enjoying the show making money off the show um uh when you you know a lot of people i think they have a sense of like you know particularly people who are like you know racist or they don't care or why is it their problem i don't think it's really a matter of what you care and i I guess a lot of people are letting us know that it's the side that you choose to kind of run on and roll with do you want to continue the rodeo show well there's a long history when you deal with the things like i say you know even just the process of getting black people over here and then immediately once they touch down separating children separating people from their families and all this stuff treating them as cattle so you have to understand this. If you take one family and then you separate it and you separate it so bad to where you put the father one place, the mother one place, these people already have grown up. I mean, would have grown up, you know, that's the first, you know, that is the first, I guess you can say inclination, implication of a broken home. It was already starting, right? It was getting prepped so that when people had their freedom, they wouldn't they it had been so much lineage of just like families being broken apart it would be just like it just it wouldn't even like you know the perspective wouldn't have been the most wholesome so i don't think the rodeo show i guess i'm going through all this like why is he talking about slavery and why is he talking all this stuff from the past because i don't think the rodeo show really i think that the slavery and all that stuff was the was the was the opening act for the rodeo show i think the rodeo show began when you know when we were considered you know free or whatever you want to say and all of that stuff because slavery i don't you know it's a lot of brutal things you can get into and a lot of all the things and like i'm a person to where yeah those things need to be kind of put out and you need to kind of you need to kind of know you know you know the things that happen but I think you need to kind of go and kind of give it a sense of like, you know, where was this coming from? Why was this happening? Who did this? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I think you need the who, what, where, when, why. I think you got to kind of run through that no matter how dramatic or just unfair it is. If you stay on that, you'll just find more reasons to match the unfairness, which means you won't gather any intellectual information to try to figure out what's going on. Why is this happening? You know, what was actually happening, you know? And so, 
the whole slavery and all of that other Jim Crow stuff, all of that stuff, I think even like, you know, after they kind of said they were, they were like, oh, well, slaves are free or, you know, you're not a slave anymore. But I think Jim Crow, I think people, white people have just found a different way of renaming slavery or making it less obvious in certain places and then, you know, obvious in other places. But slavery and all of that stuff set up a pretty good, you know, rodeo, a pretty good platform for a pretty good rodeo show. And mainly because you, many people for years were just deprived so many different things. And I'm talking human things, social social uh social decencies you know esteem i mean i mean i don't you know i'm not trying to it's the reason i'm you know there's so many other things i probably could say but i don't know i just think that uh before slavery well before you know slavery was over there was a whole circus going on before the rodeo began and I guess I'm I'm, I'm kind of in my head more thinking because I'm trying to find the right words to say. And I'm not trying to go through the whole sing song because and I'm not trying to get all graphic and talking about the crazy things, you know, that happened to slave. But there were pretty crazy things, you know, do you you know, people have to understand that for gen- for like decades and centuries, people watched. Like, you know, their mothers be raped. People watch their, you know, their sisters, their, I mean, their brothers, their father and be raped and not just sexually of just their pride being beat of their safety so black people were not, they were you know put in a situation to where they had to survive a circus to where people had who had deemed their own people low i guess wanted to wiggle out of that or the people who were deemed low wanted to wiggle out of that or who i don't know and then found a way to put that off on black people and then monstrosities occurred not for 10 years not for 70 years not for a hundred i mean two three four hundred years i mean if you calculate all the way up from then to now you know of just monstrosities that have happened to black people that stem from the circus of slavery and, and you know all the laws all the mind states because i don't think slavery seemed to have hurt it seemed to have hurt black people just i mean white people just as well as it hurt black people i think because white people got money and the the land and all that stuff that they like yay we got away but i don't you know i think you know when you see sometimes the lack of empathy or when you see the lack of like almost understanding to where even bless some of these really good white people's hearts where they're like well how do i be nice to black people what what can i do and it's like you can just see that people are just being so wrapped up in whatever they've been taught that they just i don't think you should give like you know people who know how to be nice to like chinchillas and minks and <laughs> and and cats and dogs and it's like you can come up with all of this stuff and you can't come up with a simple notion to your own self that maybe i just don't maybe i just don't want to be bothered and maybe if it comes to getting a house even if you want even if you're the one who owns all the wealth as far as houses and whatever i just if i have good credit if i have education if i'm a good person if i've put in my work to contribute to society in a good way or whatever it may be that is needed of a person 
I just think that people shouldn't be denied or wrongfully messed with or murdered or denied, you know, just anything like that. I don't I don't want special privilege. I don't think anybody should get special privilege. But, you know, I do think that, you know, I just would rather you not take it upon yourself to bother people that aren't bothering you. I think that's pretty unfair. And so, you know, I think it brings us up to the rodeo show. And well, okay, people go, so what? Okay, Ron, so what's the rodeo show? Well, let's let's get into the rodeo show. The rodeo show, I think, started kind of with, you know, Jim Crow laws, and you're telling people like, well, you're free, but if you're though you're free, you're gonna have to give us papers. So you know, and therefore, then giving people, not even if that that was just a system to give people a reason to harass black people to corral them. I feel like into a way where you know, into a into a into a system. That the word black people can be enslaved. And it's not maybe to work, but to like, you know, have to um, check in. Like you can't get too far. Can't be here. You can't roam there. Can't do this. You have to always check in. And any adult know just like checking in on certain levels with a grown person that ain't helping you pay your bills. With, you know, most, most people look at it as like, I mean, you, you, you just checking me. So I don't, you know. I really, when you look at the housing situation, and that became into more like, you know, the 19, you know, I'm talking about maybe 30s, 40s, 50s, where like, like American banks said that they were going to try to, you know, pump all this money and try to put out in certain areas, 17 to 20,000 homes to Americans for like $10,000, 15, 20, little to nothing. Some of these houses I hear are worth, uh, five hundred thousand dollars but they went out to just do this housing pro you know this housing project as you would say to where they were going to make sure that they put a lot of you know as i'm understanding putting a lot of money into the land through equity and uh they wrote these deeds to where black people were not to be sold any property rented to or anything and so these communities where all these 17,000, 20,000 homes grew. And I'm sure that those people, I mean, over decades and decades, these kids and these families became doctors and lawyers and, and you know, engineers. And they were able to keep, take this land and, like, I mean, even off the equity alone, so many people's school and so many other homes and families were taken care of the equity alone while black people were written legally out of the deed to even be able to like take in on any of that now this is even if they had job credit or anything so you would have to think about that that 50 60 70 years could go by and like that amount of like generate and i mean let's not even talk about the money of the fact that kids got to play on you know good neighborhoods kids got to go to good schools kids got to have families of their own and imitate what they learned from this good neighborhood and pass it on to their kids pass it on to their kids and then getting into the money all while money's building up you know property values going up in a lot of these areas and it's making it to where you know equity is becoming a thing to where it can be used to build more neighborhoods it can be used to build those rec centers it can be used to build those really nice gyms that we see in the suburbs and you know put kids through school and help put up money to put other kids their, their grandkids through school so it was 
a system there where people missed out on almost like 50 60 70 years of that even happening to them and people struggling just to get a job that barely paid minimum people spend black people spend most of their time just struggling to get a job to make minimum wage or to get into college or to get into a school that was fair for them so the rodeo is the whole notion of just like why people just walk out their door i guess you know when you look i guess people say like the white privilege thing which i you know I really have never been, you know, privy to want to call it white privilege. I, I call it more so like white advantage because I wouldn't want to, the privilege of anything that comes with a history of people being sla- uh, enslaved and killed and people, all kinds of legal stuff that makes people inferior to the to the most le- highest legal power. Like, I mean, it sounds like you just guys just have an advantage and uh you know privilege i mean you know it's pretty much the same thing but it is you know this is this is kind of change up the words it's, it's advantage and so i i don't you know the rodeo show you know where white and it's not even comparing it it's just that a white person gets up those on their khakis those on their penny loafers and says god damn it i'm gonna go get a house me and my family deserve some some shit that's nice. And this guy might be fresh off of heroin, but had a decent way. Maybe he could lay brick really well. Start a company. You know what I'm saying? Because they gave him the money to start the company. Nobody even knows he's a heroin addict. Nobody even suggested. You know, even knew. And this guy could build a company worth billions, millions. And he'd be able to do it. And, it. and yes, he would have to work hard. Yes, he would probably have to go through things. Yeah, but we're talking about those things with going to the bank, uh, you know, getting with other, you know, constituents and, you know, that can that can help you build up things and, and spread your business. It's just it's not that mu- it's, it's not that much of a rodeo show just for black people. Listen, just to sometimes get up and like go to their car they got to look over their shoulder to hope ain't nobody trying to get them so you know the rodeo show isn't a dramatic thing to say it literally is a, like every i went to you know it, it's a thing that i don't care if you rather because a lot of these black people say well i've never noticed anyone be racist or be unfair to me and i'm like all right you know whatever you say and you know i guess that's because uh You've been very fortunate for however amount of time, but if it, you know, if it ever boiled down and and everything, you will get put on a rodeo show quicker than it can make your head spin. You know, the rodeo show is, I think, you know, for, you know, for black people, it's just a distraction so that by the time you get through college, you're not thinking about owning anything and taking all that knowledge to build anything for owning it you're like god damn (laughs) can i just get a job jesus can please help me and so you know it it mentally this rodeo show mentally tires people out It, it, it it physically tires them out it emotionally you know what i'm saying it vexes people into where people are born into you know environments to where not every you know a lot of people who don't come from the hood they look at people as you say gangsters or street people or whatever and all of these people is like oh my god they just must be so savage a lot of these people were people who were intelligent and you know they just didn't want their such situation to overtake them so it's just as if a person didn't want a rapist to overtake them you would fight back you're gonna tear some shit up if you're gonna if you're gonna fight back and this kind of is the mentality of a person who has been raped mentally emotionally emotionally physically you're going to fight back you're going to savage out you're going to go you know and so this none of this stuff has to do with a lack of intelligence or a lack of humanity 
more so like a lack of access to things that allow people to be human and allow people to feel that humanness, humaneness that they want with themselves. And, um, but, uh, the rodeo show is a real thing, folks. And I think that people need to uh, be more real with themselves. I think the rodeo show is can be an invisible thing, uh, even to other white people, because it's crazy to me that where, you know, where there's a system that really affects people based on what white people have designed. Other white people don't seem to notice this. They're like, what are you saying? People really don't give black people the same type of, you know, respect or the same type of, you know, opportunity when they want to go get a loan for their home. And it's like, you, that seems kind of common, just like, you know, just like, uh, people don't run from kittens, they run from big ass lions, it's like, it's just as well as it's not too hard to understand that, it's like, hey man, don't you think that if I was able to go into a bank to get, or go into college a lot of the time or go into workplaces and not deal with a bunch of stuff that i would if if black folks could go into a lot of places and get the same amount of decency that white people get believe me you have a lot of you even have people that know they can't get they they ain't got no business trying to apply for that car they'd be up in there still trying like white folks show is nice and so you know there is a there's a rodeo show going on that people's tend tend to want to I don't know. I don't know what anybody else is not noticing. And it's like, it's not even like I personally, I don't, I don't want anybody to say, hey, Mr. I don't. Well, I'm not trying to say this to white people like, hey, Mr. White person, please, could you please give me some money? And can you just like make everything easy for me? And can you like put up a bunch of pictures of like, you know, of like, you know, like, you know, like Tupac's and Biggie Smalls and we'll throw in a little like P. Diddy and you know, just put that up, take, take down to George Washington. Like, I'm not, I'm not necessarily trying to, I don't really care. I just would rather that if I want, if I've put in the work as a decent person to be able to get a home, to be able to live in a home in a neighborhood and I'm not bothering anybody. I just wanted to be left to that. Cause the one thing that really kills me about White people who are always bothering black people, it doesn't seem to be a person that's like he was acting like a nigga ass fool. Like he was shooting pants into the air guns and he was pants was hanging off his ass. He was grabbing white women by their ass, throwing his tongue down their mouth. He was scaring white women and turning them on at the same time. Like, you know, it was it always some person just kind of like, who, me? What I do? And it's like, uh, it's just like a rodeo show that it's expected for us to ride on, that is expected for us to just ride on, I guess, because we don't have the money or the advantage or the privilege. But it's, I mean, I, it just sounds like the kids at the playground, they got, you know, they they the biggest kids on the playground. So, heck, yeah, they're going to play on the basketball rim all day. And you're going to watch. It's like that's kind of the, what the privilege seems like. And, you know, I don't. You know, like I say, I never I, I said in this podcast that I'm not trying to make anybody out to be wrong. I'm not trying to, you know, I'm just I try to talk about what I see. And it's like black people really sit up here and have to get on the bull or sometimes have to be the bull and, and and get the hell written out of them or have to, you know. And that's what, you know, sometimes you're the bull 
when you got to go work for some bullshit job, they don't pay you nothing. And they think because, you know, you, you know, you work in there, you ain't nothing. And they're going to try to work you. You know, this is back, man, when I was like 15, 16, there's people working like slaves just for minimum wage. And it's like $7.50 an hour. So, you know, you got to be the bull. And then you got to go out there when you want to um, go to college and you want to go or you want to start a business or you want to do, you got to go out there and ride the bull of life to try to just stay on it so that you can get half or a fourth or a third of what everybody else around you is getting. So it's, it's definitely obviously a rodeo, you know, show that people, you know, particularly black people have to be exposed to, I mean, like literally sometimes just to get food, water, just to sleep. And it's not, I, you know, you have to go through all of the, I mean, I think at this point we're seeing all the stuff that's in the media and the news. I mean, you can kind of see everything that's going on, but you know, it's really an interesting thing to, uh, for me sometimes for other people, when you say there's a rodeo show going on and people go, huh, how, and it's like, hey, man, you know, I know, it, you know, it's it's been passed and it's time has passed on. But, you know, Trayvon Martin wasn't riding down the street with gold teeth in an 85 Monte Carlo SS with a Uzi with some Timberlands on with a bunch of people, women twerking around him. He was just walking down the street. And then the rodeo, then, the, you know, the rodeo show approached him. And I mean, just in the fact that he fought back and got to whooping somebody's ass probably out of the most fear that you know, it was mostly fear what he probably felt. He was deemed somebody that was that should have been killed. And uh, that is just that is just a, a, a special kind of messed up, man. And so, you know, the rodeo show can befall any black person at any time. It seems to be, you know, you could be Trayvon Martin. You could be, you know, George Floyd. It could, it could be, you know, I mean, we all have heard Emmett Till. Like, you know, did you hear about that? I don't know if anybody knows that about the lady who died, said that, you know, they killed him because I don't think it was necessarily that he, it wasn't just all because he whistled at her. He was just trying to get fly and fresh with her saying, I'm thinking he was hitting her with some damn baby. You know what I'm saying? You look good as a mother. You know what I'm saying? He probably was hitting her with some of that and whistling and shit. And so from what she, you know, has explained, she said he, you know, he did whistle, but he didn't say like the things that he said or in the way or did whatever he did to condone whatever they said he did con- to condone the way they killed him. Like, you know, they smashed his face, drilled, took big ass drill bits and drilled into his head. All kinds of stuff with Emmett Till. Little boy, you know, and these are grown men who deal with him. And it's like, at you know, that is the most interesting thing about being black in a society is that it's almost like white people kind of expect you to walk around thinking like you know you can be in the rodeo show at any point like you're supposed to take the fact that you're supposed to be a bull or a cowboy even though even though i'm not a bull what if you're not a bull or a cowboy and you know i don't know man it's uh pretty interesting to have to live through and then and if you read a lot of the historical things over time and from up to now, you know, you can kind of see that, hey, um, you know, black people have been kind of put at a disadvantage just, you know, 
Like, just because you kind of brought them over here and killed them if they learned to speak English. They had to speak, like, they, they couldn't speak, they had to either speak broken English or whatever their, whatever they were taught to speak. They couldn't genuinely learn. They couldn't genuinely read. You know, people calling black folks and niggas dumb when you wouldn't even let us read and learn. So it's like, it was just a pretty interesting, like, the rodeo show was going to ensue. If you treated people like this, it's just like anybody knows if you got a kid that you let them do whatever they want, say what they want. You never introduce any sense of any type of parenting or discipline in this child's life. This is white, black, whoever. You're going on a rodeo show. Like, it's going to be a rodeo show when you go out in public or whatever. So it's that is not a comparison. Anything is just to say that if you don't give a person the proper network of discipline, um, you know, raising, you know, or whatever, it's going to be a problem. So when you look at the things that black people went through just in coming through slavery, when you introduce us to the free world and said that we had to work when we didn't understand money because you had made us work for free, how are you going to work, make somebody work for free and then expect them to go into a, a, a free world and understand the concept of money as pertains to what it makes them, you know, land, was like equity, which, you know, you know, is you can tell now with black people, black people are just, you know, it's like the concept of entrepreneurship is really, I mean, it's always been something that black people have really always done and mastered well, but you're seeing, I feel like since like the iPhone and, you know, a lot of things people seeing, you know, connecting to the world very easily, you know, you're seeing a lot of entrepreneurship almost like I think more than ever. So, it seems like black people are just now kind of coming out of the, we're all kind of coming out of the whole, like, yo, like we should look at our time, our money, our effort way differently than just trying to consume something or to pay a bill. Like we should look at it as more residual and it should, you know, ripple, it should leave a ripple effect and, you know, it should bring something back for us and stability financially, mentally, emotionally, whatever. And so, you know, it's just a interesting thing to where, you know, if you look at what black people have contributed to society all the way from slavery all the way up to now, um, the light bulb filament, the elevator, I believe the air conditioner, maybe the refrigerator or the freezer unit, um, typewriter, the bicycle frame. I mean, we've... You know, black people have made their contributions and then all of this while the rodeo show i mean you know charles drew um what was it the first blood transfusion the first open heart surgery like these are things that people like genuinely did to show that they were like contributors in society and so through the rodeo like that whole situation like the first blood transfusion was done 40s 50s or i mean i'm not necessarily sure on exactness but it was done when racism was at a real peak and i forget the man's name uh who did the first open heart surgery but he basically got used to where a white man took credit for everything he was doing and was like basically using him having him well like bartend at his house so he can get information from him to keep taking the glory. And so 
where it's to where, you know, someone who was white gets up and goes to school and gets acknowledged for their, you know, their efforts and their work. Black people have to go through just dealing with the fact that somebody's probably going to try to tear you down because you're smart or hold you back because you're smart. So you're damned if you do. You can't be smart, done what, what you're supposed to be. So the rodeo show doesn't always have to do with just talking about a bunch of stuff and getting all political or getting all. It just has to do with the obviousness that, you know, that black people either have to be a bull. They either have to ride the bull just and then have to be watched by everybody else as this goes on and get money made off of them, get laughed at people enjoying it, making entertainment out of it. As we go through all of our struggles to survive, you know, the world and life. And um, I just think that it gets to a certain point to where, you know, I don't think I mean, it obviously is going to get worse. Obviously, it's going to just be like this if nobody ever acknowledges it. So this is just where I I think it takes more than just acknowledging it from a point of like. uh, Am I in the rodeo show? Am I causing the rodeo show? Am I benefit? It takes more than that. It goes. I think it gets a little bit to the point where people have to, to be a little bit more intricate and understand that, you know, you know, uh. I think, I mean, before you get into that, I think people need to do a firm understanding of what is the rodeo show. And like, you know, and I don't think a lot of people have that to really have a basic understanding. It's just like in the sense of if you don't know who you are as a person, you, you the things you do and accepting your life is liable to be real crazy. And so I think if you have no understanding of this thing, you know, with the rodeo show, the way that people have to be ridden or they have to ride just to get food, water, just to get respect, just to get uh, education. Just, I mean, people, black people have, I mean, if you could sit up and talk to black people where they have to go through all kinds of hell just to be decent, just to go to school and sit down in a classroom. I know me, I was, you know, pre-med when I first started out and then, and, you know, it was in chemistry and then I ended up just switching over to psychology And I mean, I was always up in those classes being like, first of all, why are y'all people choosing to just talk all I remember? What was it? Um, Some person, they got to talk about drugs in some sociology class. And a lady goes, who do you associate drugs, you know, as a whole with? And he goes and he kind of gives me this kind of almost he didn't wink, but he looked over at me like he wanted to wink. Like, I got you, buddy. Just hold on one second. And I'm like, what? And, you know, why is he looking at me? And he goes, the young African-American male. And I'm like, what? I mean, you know, I had to raise my hand. I said, hey, you know, I might even. Hey, everybody knows that knows anything that that stuff like black people can't bring drugs over here in crates or in like just rigs upon rigs upon rigs and you know, cranes and that stuff, like, we can't, we don't, you know, that's, that's a wealthy man business to be able to do that, there's no way, like, street thugs, and I'm not even trying to insult, would be that smart or that connected to get off shit getting through the border, or, like, it, like, huh, and then you can see, like, the, the, like, you know, and you can tell, like, this person is like, oh, my God, really, that, I didn't, you know, he came up to me after class, I, I, I didn't even think about it that way, and I'm like, man, and you're there's probably people who think way worse than you that are the person in charge of giving people jobs, giving people like, you know, loans or the cop that needs to be leaving people alone. And so that they can bust the real thieves or the real rapists or whoever, the real lawbreakers It's just, you know, 
I, it's just interesting that it's, it seems like with the rodeo show, it seems like white people don't even, even, you know, when they're, I remember one time I was in college and, um, I was talking to, I just, the notion that I, I brought up to, cause I was always like kind of the only black male and there'd be a couple of black females. When I, I turned around and everybody like, it's really crazy to me with white people and y'all stuff. Cause they was in there talking stuff about black people and just how they retired of us and you know, whatever they were saying and, uh, in the class. And I'm like, it's real weird to me that how do you go get somebody from Africa? And then as soon as they get off the boat, say, go back. Like when, when, when the, when the white people's the one that went and brought every, I don't get it. Like, how are you going to bring me over here? And then when I get over here against my will, say, get the hell out. It's like, what the hell? You get the hell out. Like, what are you talking about? I'm confused. <laughs> you know? So, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't think that there's a, any kind of notion that can be given to genuinely, you know, like debunk the fact that there is a rodeo show going on i mean it ain't is i mean there's a rodeo show for everybody there's a rodeo show for women there's a rodeo show uh, i mean for any kind of people there's a rodeo show for i mean just poor people it doesn't even have to be black so it's like you know it it is there's a poor system there's a there's a system there's a you know there's a rodeo for a hell white men in them whenever arenas they got to go through to get everybody has to go through a rodeo but this this rodeo with black people seems to be very systematic and can be used to control how well people eat live sleep on a very large level you know and i don't think that anybody should be given any privilege over anybody else and i don't think anybody you know i just think that people should be given fair opportunity if your ass wants to live in a good neighborhood and get credit ain't good get your weight up you know if you're really by the book and you done did everything right and you plan on investing i think you should be able to do that and um you should be able to live wherever you want so i just think that i don't think no special privilege should be given out i just think that people should be able to, if they've put in the work, if they're good citizens, they paid their taxes, they deal with that. I think that should be what is used, like, you know, against them. So, or, I mean, not against them, used and what, you know, caused you to embrace them or not. Just the fact, oh, this person's black. Nope, nope. It's just, it's obviously showing that you, you know, that, you know, there's a system put in place to ensure that, you know, another, you know, another group of people gets ahead and doesn't have to deal with certain hardships. So not that they don't have to deal with them so that they can be directly put off on other people to hinder them, to, to hinder them, to shortchange them. And then, you know, their families and then generations of families. I don't think that's fair. You know what I'm saying? Just because, uh, I don't know if you say down to skin color, like the rodeo show is a real thing, folks. And I think people should give full enlightenment to the fact that, I mean, full acknowledgement to the fact that, you know, there's just something systematically going on that genuinely keeps black people like running on a hamster wheel so that they can't see what life is really about. You know, a lot of black people, which is sad. And we grew up, if you grew up in the hood, you know this, that a lot of people like mothers and everybody literally struggled every day just to keep food on the table and just to keep certain things, you know, lights on. And uh, I don't I think, so, you know, I don't think 
there were white people that went through that too. There were people who were billionaires that went through that. And I, and I think, yeah, it was hard for everybody. But I think when those billionaires, when they chose that they didn't want to do it anymore and they chose to go, I don't think nobody handed nothing to them. But I don't think they had anybody throwing them on a bull so that people could watch them and make money off of them. You know what I'm saying? They had to navigate. It was hard. But they didn't have to navigate a rodeo show just to get food, just to get, you know, their kids thing. Do you know people want their kids to be secure? People, when they look at their kids just the way white people do, black people do, black people look at their kids just the way white people do and want the best for them and want the most, the, the, uh, the world for them. But then have to know that they're going to have to go out here and ride a bull or be a bull ridden just to get things basic things in life that that's just you know i'm not like i say going in, oh that's just unfair it's just like it is what it is and it is affecting what it's affecting and i don't think anybody can really deny that and uh if you are like hit my email up or do something man uh, uh quasi interested at gmail.com let's see what we can talk about and so I don't know. I don't want to keep going on and I don't want to, you know, like I say, keep, you know, well, say keep rambling when it's a, when it's rambulay, but I just don't want to get to the point where people just, I'm just rambling on to the point where people are like, man, what are you, you know? So, but I do want to ramble on enough to where I prove just little small little points of that, you know, black people are a part of something very, uh, very, uh, very rodeo ish and uh i really you know i don't i don't you know and i don't even think that like you know black people are going to have to really more than anything start putting ourselves through the rodeo show in certain ways so that white people can't watch us and go let's put them niggas in the rodeo show I think if we if we smarten ourselves and we did things in a certain way, yeah, I think you're always going to have people out there that want to rodeo show you. But I think that you'll have more of a choice, especially in this free world of what if you want to fall into a rodeo show or not. So I think it's something that everybody has to work on. But since white people the one holding the keys to the banks and all this other stuff, I'm like, why don't you guys... I'm not saying give us half. Why don't you just stop making it hard for us so the ones who deserve it can get what they want and get on their way in life? You know, I don't think anybody living in the same neighborhood as somebody is really going to take that much from you or working the same job or having like people made a big deal about. I remember when I was in junior high about black. I made it out in the open about how black quarterbacks we're just like, whoa, let's come on. And they, and I, you know, they made it really hard for a lot of black quarterbacks to like, you know, I mean, and just, just to be quarterbacks, not black quarterbacks. you know, a lot of, you could tell a lot of black quarterbacks, like back in, back in the days of like Donovan McNabb and all that, like those are, you know, I mean, he's a, I thought he was a really good quarterback anyways. I mean, you know, but I'm not even speaking directly to him just around that era. It was just like, you know, him taking over the team. It was a lot of people being like, whoa, what's going on? And uh, they made it really hard, seemingly, for people, black quarterbacks, to be able to just play the game. I don't know. So the notion that there had to be things have to be extra. I mean, it's common knowledge that blacks have to work 
10 times as harder, they say, just to get something that takes uh, a white person a tenth of that effort sometime or that devotion just to get. And this is this is before we even get into the millions of dollars. This is college. This is just to get a job, just to get through college. So, you know, it, like I say, the rodeo show is real. And um, I think I've like kind of reached it you know the end of this you know this this part right here so that then you know it can flow real easily and seamlessly into the part three of this whole series and talking about um you know my perspective on racism um i hope i haven't sound redundant i hope i just sound i hope this was more like a conversational piece i didn't want to get into a bunch of factual information or whatever just a light little you know notion to you know that you know niggas be getting ridden or we gotta do a lot of riding just to get shit done i heard a lot of talk about you you and your whole gang i want y'all to saddle up and ride out take your pistols off right now i'm the new sheriff in this town i'm a bad nigga